All right, fans, thank you for joining me. Tony Kidd, head of the year at the Reject Rundown Podcast. That want to introduce Old Man RJ. Say what's up, Old Man RJ. What's up, Old Man RJ? <laughs> no, hi, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to uh, What to Watch Wednesday with us. I am Old Man RJ, and back to you, Tony Kidd. That sounds good. Yes, as old man RJ has just stated, it is What to Watch Wednesday, everybody. So that means we got to give you something to watch, all right? And what, nonetheless, to con- almost conclude our basic, you know, December or run around before No Way Home series continuation here. So we're going to finish it off with Andrew Garfield today, next week. Old Man RJ has a big surprise for all of you for what to watch before No Way Home does get released on the 17th. So, today we're finishing off with Andrew Garfield, like we just stated. Amazing Spider-Man number two. All right. Looks like this was going to be a good setup for Sony to kind of do their own Spider-Verse. But it didn't pan out that way. Old Man RJ... What is it about it that we still should see in this movie? Well, one, we are going to get Electro. So Electro is going to come back. Um, this Green Goblin, of course, I don't think he's coming back. But that's the difference between uh, Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's is that Tobey Maguire had to face off against the original Green Goblin known as Norman Osborn. While... Uh, Andrew Garfield, he faced off against Harry, which there's a big explanation of why he faced Harry. But, you know, I can't ruin the movie for everybody. You would have to watch and see what happened and why. Correct. Correct. Agree. What about you? What do you think? What could have been, uh, like, the the big difference that you're going to see? Well, well, the big difference would definitely have to be the characters. You know, we we are getting Electro. We're going to get Lizard, of course, um, like we stated in last last, uh, What to Watch. So we're going to get a new revamp uh, characterization on these these guys. Now, it seems to be decent, which is why I think Jamie Foxx is excited to return and play Electro. Because I'm not too sure, you know, he's the type of actor that I can see saying, you know what, I, I did my piece in superhero movies and stuff like that. I think I'm going to step back and really not do it. So something intrigued him to return for this upcoming film, No Way Home. But again, in this film itself, I give it to Jamie Foxx. He did a really good job of what he was given. You know, it, you kind of got a feeling of us being, oh man, RJ being Batman fans, you got a feeling if it was kind of like the Riddler when um, Jim Carrey did it in the Batman series of Batman Forever. But again, you know, it's it was the acting aspect of it wasn't bad. It was good. I would say, you know, he gave his best shot. I thought, to be honest, the theme music for Electro was really good. Um, definitely pertaining to the costume. I didn't. I was actually okay with the blue, the blue look. Just me particularly. Give him a different look to him. You know, it was a movie type like style to it. So I was fine with that. That's just me. What about you? Did you like the costume, the the design of of Jamie Foxx's Electro? Uh, not much, not at all. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at what they did here in Marvel. You know, they were able to make him look, uh, even have his like mask on and everything without having to put on a mask on him. They did it the smart way, where it's just his electricity kind of like combined everywhere. 
And uh, I think that's the thing is that they, you know, um, of course, there's amazing Spider-Man. So you're going to try to be different from your predecessor. You know, you're going to, you want to be your own thing. But you could have gone, uh, given him, like, a yellow suit or a different suit, you know, that he could have worn that would, like, contain his uh, his uh, power. They could have explored or exploited that more. Right. True. And yeah. I think that's the problem with it is, dude, it felt like it was just pure laziness. And I don't blame, uh, who's the director? Mark Webb, I think. Uh, for which one? The Amazing Spider-Man series is Mark Webb, ain't it? Oh, good question. I'm not too sure. But, I mean, the, uh, I agree with you on the sense it was pure laziness, okay? I, I, give, I give it to you when it comes to how it was designed and how he came to be, you know, Electro. I think for, for a fact you could have done better. You know what I mean? You definitely could have done the whole, the whole spit a lot better just because of, you know, it, it, it didn't – it seemed too simple, Okay, a lot of times we like simple, but when it's too simple, I think you can also complain or not complain, but you can have a little disgrunt to it and not have any, um, you know, liking to it. You have no connection. There was no it seemed it seemed rushed. It seemed rushed. It seemed like as if it was just put in there like, you know, hey, uh, you know, this will happen. And it went from here and, you know, bam, we got electro. You know what I mean? Like ridiculous, in my my opinion. But yes, you're you're correct, uh, old man RJ. Mark Webb was the director for this one. And look at how he did uh, Lizard. You know, like I said before, Lizard should have been uh, wearing a lab coat. It would have been cool. It, that's what made, extinguishes. You know, that's what distinguishes them. I think is the word I'm looking for. Sorry, right, buddy. I'm not. Yeah, distinguished. Uh, you're correct. As a villain, you know, he comes out there. He would have worn that lab coat, it would have been crazy to see it. Uh, that's yeah. one problem I've had with Marvel characters is sometimes they don't uh, have the actual suit on. They don't like they don't live up to the hype of the of the character. Um, right. And that's my disappointment with this is that you have a great actor like Jamie Fox in this movie. Correct. And it's like you know you downplay him to the point where. You know, fans are like, oh, this movie sucked and Jamie Foxx sucked and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. You know, when your director doesn't give you the right tools tools mm-hmm. to go out and do your job, you're not going to really do your job if you're, uh, how you put it, if you're limited. Exactly. Look at, um, look at the difference between, and here's another uh, example. Look at the difference between David Ayer and uh-huh. Zack Snyder. Snyder. Exactly. Look at the look, the charisma, the the wording. Yep. And now look at Jimmy Fox's facial expressions compared to him and uh, being Electro in um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and him being Electro in Owing Home. Yes, exactly. It's just, what? it seems, it's, no, I agree. It seems to be fish. It's different. Two different, two different styles. But I think, uh, the other thing too, I, I want to chime in on how the you know directors getting the costumes, getting their costumes correctly. All right, because a lot of times when we seen we've seen these car, these comic book characters on the paper or at that in the cartoons, right? So when we mm-hmm. find out that they're making movie films, we're kind of hoping that it's similar to 
that particular costume, right? But what came to be a big issue in the past, and I feel like sometimes they try to do that even now, is they try to re-image it in a different limelight. Oh, what if he looked cool looking like this or something like that? It's a hit and miss. And I feel like in this perspective, it was a miss on his on Mark Webb's end for Jamie Foxx and the direction on how he wanted it to be played out. When we saw the trailer, at first, we're like, okay, boom, it's going to be, you know, Electro. It's going to be Electro versus Spider-Man. It's going to be intense. It seemed dark, not dark per se, but it seemed, you know, very, like, methodical where Jamie Foxx is going to kind of, you know, be that type of evilness to Andrew Garfield in this one. And it's like, perfect match. You know what I mean? You jump from having this issue with the lizard and now you're jumping into this behemoth of Electro where it seemed like how could you defeat him type of thing. And if you watch the comic books or even, you know, watch the cartoons, Electro seemed to always be a good adversary adversary for um, for Spider-Man, especially because of that. So it's like it's going to be intense. It's going to be good. Then all of a sudden we see the film and it's like, mm, uh, you know. It's all right, not the best, but, you know, you know, in that case would be. But that's why we want you guys to watch it. You know what I mean? I think that's why Old Man wants you to watch it. You know, it's to get your own take on it, to make you understand how it came to be for him to return for No Way Home and why it's good that we're going to get a revamp version. Am I right, Old Man? Yes, that's pretty much it. It's, uh... Like, it, well, like, I went with Jared Love, you know, and people were like, no, no, don't bring him back for Zack Snyder and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I yes, also said it myself. I was like, no, you know what? Don't do not do it. But then I thought, and I'm like, you know, it might not be the director. I'm like, Jared Leto is an Oscar-winning actor, like Jamie Foxx is, I believe. That's and I'm right. like, dude, uh, give him a chance, you know, let's see what he could do. And look what he did. Mm-hmm. Smoked the floor with everything. I think he did the same amount of time that he had in um, Suicide Squad, I believe. He got the same amount of time in here, or probably even less, in this movie, and delivered like if he was the whole entire film. Exactly. An Oscar-winning performance type of scenario. I think by that performance, it deserved at least some type of you know short-term reward type of thing like that. Because it was just so short, but so uh, impactful. Yeah, impactful. Yeah. There you go. That's the word. Yeah, and, it, I agree. Go ahead. Look at James, and I'm like, James Fox is gonna do the same thing. I mean, I think that's why he came back. It's not that he wants to like, oh, I don't want to do it no more. You know, I'm tired of right. it. Right. I think in I've... his mind, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think in his mind is he knew he could do better. He knew that, you know, it yeah. wasn't him. He wants to make sure, like, that the public knows that, you know, this isn't me. You know, like, I could have done better as Electro. That's why I, I got the role of Electro. Right. And and then now that he goes out there, you know, he has to come in and deliver. Mm-hmm. And you're under a different director that understands the Spider-Man mythology and character and a company that knows it too, as in Marvel. Marvel's not going. Marvel's not throwing everything at you at once, all crazy. It exactly. took their time with this project. Heck yeah, I agree. And, yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, for Electro, 
but yeah, agree. I feel like in this case scenario, he's going to be that type of, um, I don't know what it is, but I feel like he's going to be uh, the boss-like, like mafia-style type of gangster in, in this film. But his own version of it, you know what I mean? Intense, like he wanted to, and, you know, very, you know, messing with Spider-Man's head a little bit. So the the, the big question is, will he be messing with Tom, Tom Holland the most, or will he be messing with Andrew Garfield a little bit extra? You know what I mean? So that's the big key to kind of figure out in this to see where that'll lie in the upcoming film of No Way Home. But again, this is why I want you guys to watch Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man Part 2 because it's going to give you an idea what the difference the dynamic of the character and where it could go and what they kind of also messed up with a little bit. And maybe where you're looking for changes to that so that way it helps with the future film coming out No Way Home. And at that too as well. You know, did you would you guys like prefer seeing this new this this uh, version of Electro where he was blue and you know electricity like and stuff like that? Would you keep the theme music? Are they going to keep the theme music for him in this one? Do you want to, you know, what what is it in that case may be? I think we'll really mainly just kind of tweak things up with this film was just the fact that they added so much into it on a future Sinister Six, which would definitely be nice. But again, you know, I think you did it a little differently. And that's where it kind of, you get some implications here, some Easter eggs that you guys will see. But again, it's to each its own. So why we want you guys to watch it, see if you like it. I still watch it. I actually just recently watched it. Um, Oh man, to kind of give a, like a refresher course on it, on how it is. And I, I, I'm entertained. I like the film. It's a crazy ending, everybody. It is very sad. It does hit you by the heart. Um, but it's good. It's a good film. It's just, yes, there are some things that you would definitely tweak out. And it's very obvious. And I know for a fact, old man RJ would definitely revamp the storyline a little bit and kind of switch it out from there too as well. Right? I was turning that whole thing upside down. <laughs> if I just had the right director, um, I would keep Jamie Foxx in the role, though. I think he would be perfect, but I wouldn't really focus on. Um, and I understand why they did Dane DeHaan, like as a, like why they brought in the Goblin, but when you have somebody as powerful as Electro, you don't need the Goblin. You could have had like a smaller villain out there, kind of like exactly. Tony Rhino. Right, agreed. He could. It, Rhino would have been fine, just like the little chummy guy that he beats up here and there. Or even at that, you could have had Shocker. You know what I mean? Like did, like Marvel did. You could have had him kind of just chiming in, being a little nuisance, right? That's fine. Yeah. But again, the Goblin, I agree with you. You didn't really have to implement him being a villain, per se. What you really could have done was just implement him in the story to where they connect. And then this is where... Obviously, Harry connects the dots and figures out what's going on, what it is that's not wrong. So that way you're setting yourself up for the part three of Amazing Spider-Man to where you know you know now you now know what Harry knows and how he's gonna, you know, implement and beat Spider-Man in the upcoming film, which then would definitely introduce the whole Sinister Six, and you would have had this big old behemoth of a film where everybody's going after Spider-Man. It's his biggest, ad, you know, rival. It's his biggest, you know, competition he has to do, and he's all solo dolo. How does he beat every single body? Right? It yep. would have it, it started it off correctly, but 
I don't know, man. You know, like I said, Sony doesn't have a great track record. I don't really trust them going forward with any Sony future films like Craven the Hunter that's coming out shortly. We're going to get Morbius. We're going to get freaking Venom 2 or Venom 3 coming out that's in the works. So it's, you know, it's very questionable, very questionable to kind of see where Sony's going to leave with the superhero stuff. I'm just, I'm up in the air with it. And with Sony, I feel like it's a, it's a flip of a coin. You get a good one, or you definitely get a bad one. So, I don't know. Oh man, what what, <laughs> what do you what do you feel like that? Do you feel like it's gonna be Sony is Sony's gonna be okay now by themselves doing films and stuff like that? They're trying to do more of a like dark image of everything, right? And they keep turning Spider Man's uh, villains into antiheroes, and those are pretty much really good antiheroes because Venom has been antihero in the comics. Uh, Morbius has been too, and right. so has uh Craven. So it, it fits, you know, create your own world. I think they're all based on Toby McGuire's from what I've seen in uh the previews and stuff, right? So I don't know, I can't tell you, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's gonna be spectacular because <laughs> Sony is in charge, and that's my <laughs> only problem is Sony is in charge. Well, I think that's my key. That'll be my statement. I'll keep that for me then. I think I think old man's on the fence, and I, I can see where he's at and understand what's coming from. But again, it just seems fishy. Let's put it that way. I seem very. It seems very fishy, and I'm not too fully in on the trusting aspect of it. That's the thing. I, I'm uh, not. That's what I'm saying too. I'm cool with watching them. But I'm not like I'm not gonna walk in there expecting you know. To be Diamond. like amazed, yeah. Right. <laughs> Agree. I'm walking in with you know, with uh, low expectations. I'm just gonna walk in like a regular fan is just gonna sit there watch the movie, walk in and be like, oh, okay, that's what that was. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. So other than that, old man RJ, anything else for the fans pertaining to what what they should be, why they should be watching this film, Macy Spider-Man Two? Did you have anything on the board? Uh, the main reason is Jamie Foxx. Uh, his character is going to be in No Way Home, so at least you get right. to see, you'll get to see the difference between him there and him in No Way Home. I think Very that's true. the main, uh, the main thing I want fans to look at when you watch this movie. Uh, yes. Second, the story is not that good, but there's a few things that I wish, kind of like always, you know, you have a small plot that could go somewhere and it goes nowhere, like the parents thing. So. Uh, watch it and see what you could have done different. I think me and Tony Cable had to do a what we could have done different with these movies. That's true. I like that idea because I think you can definitely handle Andrew Garfield's for sure because that's your niche. I would, I would come across the Amazing Spider-Man because that's my niche. I like that one. And for Tom, so Holland, you mean for me to go at the Tobey Maguire? Heck yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Heck yeah, you do that one. I'm not, you know, I liked it, but again, it's mm, not my it's favorite. Not, yeah, I it's not you. my favorite. You know what I mean? Okay. Andrew, Andrew Garfield's my favorite. That's the, that this this version of Amazing Spider-Man was my favorite out of all of them. Let's put it that way. Tom Holland mm, still up in the air. I didn't, you know, entertaining, but again, I didn't. I don't like where he's placed in his age. Uh, of the first film and the connection and Zadea being Mary Jane. Yeah, see, I'm a little confused and all that stuff like that. I'm a little flabbergasted. It's Marvel. Sometimes they kind of mess around too much, and I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, instigated by that part. 
Well, I guess that's pretty much it all I got. Uh, you got anything else? No, that's pretty much all too as well. I think the big key, like we we both agree, is definitely the Jamie Foxx vision. Is how that yeah. how he's going to be coming out in No Way Home. What's the difference? What are the big key differences? Because a lot of questions like that will be answered in the film uh, coming next week. Like, and then at that, how did he come back? You know, what is it? It was he originally the blue form, and now all of a sudden, with Tony Stark still his uh, his thingy. What is that? What is that, old man? I forget the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. It's that one the, circle thing on him? Yeah, the chest plate. I forgot the 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 arc reactor. Oh, there you go. The arc reactor on his chest. Um, the new vision of it, since he has that on his part of his costume, we've seen. Like, is it because of that it's controlling his electricity and stuff? So it's kind of questionable, you guys. I think that's why we want to figure out what it is that uh, what that changed. What has changed and why it's very important to watch this film just so we can kind of get the, you know, write our notes, collect some information. And by the time No Way Home comes out, we'll kind of that way everybody can review and discuss what the big difference is. And I think that's what we're excited for. Let's put it that way for sure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I get it. Alrighty. All right, old man. Well, that's all I got for you today, of course. I think next week, you guys, like we said, there will be another What to Watch episode popping in where we're going to be discussing the whole Tom Holland verse, version, vision, stuff like that, all the series that he's been been involved in and stuff like that, the growth that he's came to be and now all of a sudden be helming this Spider-Man knowing home where it brings back every single body. So not bad. like to see that. Anything uh, for the fans, old man? Everybody prepare, it's coming, Tom Holland, and also uh, prepare because we're going to be closing out What to Watch Wednesday and Justice, we, uh, let's talk about it soon for the mm-hmm. seasonal uh, break. So prepare That's for right. those episodes, it's coming up. Uh, I think let's talk about it will be a Christmas episode, so it'll be That's the right. last one of the year. Oh, and we'll have a New Year's episode too, so that'll be the last two of the year, and we'll come back a little bit, little for like special events. Um, but uh, what to watch Wednesday will be out until April. So after the next episode we do, and mm-hmm. after we talk about No Way Out, No Way Home, I mean, that'll be it. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, fans. Well, appreciate you listening to the in with us at the Reject Rundown Podcast here on this episode of What to Watch Wednesday. You guys take care of yourself, be safe, and hopefully you guys have a good week. <laughs>